All right. Hello and welcome to the Redeem the Dream podcast. As always, I'd like to st- thank our sponsors, Wayne Consulting. Their website is, oh shoot, here we go, wayneconsulting.org. Great guys, great guys. If you have any business needs, hit them up. And then also my boy Grant Meyer, who's a financial advisor with Northwestern Mutual here in the local Southern Indiana, Louisville area. Hit him up if you uh, need those services. He's a great guy. And uh, once again, thank you for your support. And today we have a special guest, April. What's up, April? How's it going? Uh, good, good. Thank you so much for being here with me. And uh, April was our hero night speaker at Redeem yeah, the Dream. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> this, Love the kids. Yeah, exactly. This this month, and we just thought her story was so great that we should uh, turn it into a podcast and talk about it again. So, uh, April, uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, and how things were? And we'll just kind of get into your journey a little bit and see yeah. if someone can be encouraged by it. So yeah, I uh, grew up here in Indiana, a small little town, New Albany, and um, my uh, parents, um, they had uh, us three kids. Um, when they were 14, they started having kids. They both um, dropped out of, um, of school and um, just went to work and um, struggled for my childhood, a lot of my childhood. Um, they loved us, but they just, you know, they had a hard time raising the kids that, you know, with their education level. And um, mom, you know, became an alcoholic. Um, dad got on drugs, and um, it was a pretty um, neglectful, um, traumatizing childhood. Yeah, geez, yeah. I guess so. Yeah. That See, sucks. I, know, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I can relate. <laughs> yeah, and so that kind of explains some of your family dynamic. Um, where would you say, like, you know, in regards to your family dynamics, where did your self worth come from as a teenager? Just with, you know, being in that environment with just yeah. a dad that is off the hook and a mom that, you know, nothing was the way it was supposed to be. Yeah. Um. Well. I didn't really, um, I didn't have, um, any self-worth really. I didn't, um, I didn't know my value as, as a little girl. And, um, so I just, I really, um, hustled for my worth. I started hustling for, um, getting my needs met. Um, those basic needs, love, security, clothing, shelter, um, I started looking outside of my home as, as a young, you know, 12, 13, 14-year-old girl and um, get myself in a lot of situations that um, got me in trouble and um, disappointed me. Um, it I ended up, you know, in a marrying um, a guy that that was really um, that was really a drug dealer. Um, when I was 17, um, he was, he was able to provide me, um, a better, you know, living situation than my parents were at the time. Um, so yeah, I was just, I was hustling for my worth and, um, doing things that, you know, I wasn't, um, I'm not proud of. Yeah. I mean, we all have done those things for sure. So what was, what do you think was most difficult about not having the right influences, especially in those years as a high school student, teenager, young adult, stages? 
Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so, like, not having like what I needed, not having just the basic needs, necessities. Um, it just it gave me a um, a, a lack mentality. Um, like it gave me like this this really deep sense of unworthiness. I um, it, and it really went on throughout my you know adult life um, it was just it was kind of hidden as this just shameful kind of um, experience um, I, I felt like I was really um, just getting crumbs um, um, that um, I had really low standards for the relationships in my life and um, expectations and I just took crumbs from um, my friends and my my husband. Um, just a you know a lack of self-respect, um, a lack of self-love, because um, I didn't have that example. I didn't have those examples. That's crazy. Yeah, we do what we see. You know, when we have the see the wrong things growing up, then we do the wrong things. We feel the wrong way about ourselves, and we kind of develop an identity that is apart from what yeah. God yeah. has created us for for sure so now to some more positive news you raised two amazing kids on your own single mom in it and uh shoot i was raised by a single mom so i know it ain't easy now i got three small kids and i got an amazing wife and it's still hard so it's like geez louise how did you manage raising two kids on your own well i i and do it successfully um i couldn't have done it without you know my relationship with god Oh, no worries. That's a deep question. Like, oh, I don't know. What do you want me to say? I just did it. Sometimes you just do it, right? Like, if you're put in a situation where you don't have a choice, it's survive in advance. Well, I, you know, I asked, I definitely remember, um, I was born again at that time when I got separated. And I definitely, like, remember a moment that I asked God um, to be my partner in raising the kids. And um, to be, you know, their father, to be my husband, um, to help me make the decisions and to have wisdom in raising them and, and to bless me um, with the ability to take care of them. And he told me that, you know, he would, he would be my partner. He would never leave me. Um, and, yeah, he, he, you know, blessed me with opportunities work-wise um, the first year after my divorce I was able I read a book I'm big at, at self-help books I read um, um, The Secrets of Six Figure Women and oh snap I that <laughs> okay I gonna, okay I knew I was gonna <laughs> make six figures um, and I was making about 30 um, so that first year after my divorce I was really able to double my income um, just from reading that book and, and That's I was amazing. self-employed, so, you know, there wasn't a ceiling on me. Um, so I just got, I just hustled, and um, I really kind of got into some bad kind of workaholic habits. Um, but I was able to provide the kids, and God was able, he showed up for the kids emotionally when I couldn't. That's amazing. So, how, how did you first hear about court reporting? Because uh, that, that's what you do, right? And yeah. Um, how did you get into that? 
and that man yeah. that's that's so amazing that that inspires me man yeah <laughs> yeah it was, it was a, I mean, it's a cool thing it's every like every making that six figs situation in my life is like a god thing so yeah just, praise god i had been just born again after just a year or so and just um not knowing what the heck i was doing with my life and i was you know 21 22 um two small kids and my mom was cleaning houses and I you know would go out with her sometimes make a little extra money and uh, so we went into this home um, in Floyd's Knobs and just absolutely beautiful and I wanted everything about these people like these were my people when I went in their home I wanted to be like them and um, learned that they were both court reporters and so I just started researching and it was just always on my heart, and, and God gave me, I, so I pursued school and, and put myself through that and um, in a record type, um, in a quick um, graduation time, and um, God just gave me that skill um, to be successful and to really set myself apart in that industry, too. That's amazing. And yeah. so now recently you just landed this big cush job with the federal government. Yeah. Oh, snap. So can you tell us a little bit more about that, which is pretty amazing? Yeah. So I, you know, I was hustling. Uh, this was, I just only been there a couple of years now. Um, I was hustling big time. Um, the kids were getting older, driving and stuff. The expenses were getting more and more. I was working like insane. Um, I remember one night making my planner for the next day and I had scheduled six hours for sleep for that night. and. Um, because of the amount of work I had to do, I had to keep, I had to take off two hours of sleep. So I had four hours and then I didn't know what I was going to do for, I, I knew I didn't have time to even eat breakfast or dinner because of my work. Um, so I, I remember praying that God would help me find some balance. I needed some help. I didn't know, I didn't know what I do to do. I knew it wasn't sustainable and it wasn't good for my family and my relationships. I prayed. And then, you know, this job opened up and my friends started shooting me emails to apply for this thing. And it was, I was pretty reluctant to do it. I was, you know, it was, it was um, a great job. And I, I didn't know that I was really worthy to work for the government. I didn't know they would have me. But I, I got in, I had an interview and, um, you know, I, I was shown a lot of mercy um, and got the job. That's awesome. So now looking back, you're only you're only 38 years old, April. Yeah. Shoot, you're younger than me. <laughs> I ain't got you're you. Telling my age right you, 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 oh snap! <laughs> that's, that's young. That's how was <laughs> Shoot, I'm older than you. That's like that's really? like impressive. Yeah. It's true. 39. Happy birthday, oh, thank you. Appreciate it. Or, yeah, happy birthday to Dan. A couple Wednesday. That this yeah the 16th yeah I turned 39 last year in my 30s I gotta step up the game man trying you to be like are. you April you trying to be are, like you Dan. so uh, it, what did you learn looking back on raising two kids now that they are adults and you're still really young considering the fact that you raised two adult children and gosh what's what's kind of next for you what are your next goals like you're in this great place in your life now where God's giving you peace emotionally financially and just relationally and you just kind of have some time to just kind of reflect oh, on the craziness of the last 38 years and uh, so kind of what's next I'm so thankful for the um, season I'm in and everything that God's brought me through um, I, 
it's a time of, um, like, I've been in survival mode all my life. Um, just hustling to get my needs met, get my, you know, the kids' needs met. Now it's just, it's such a, just a time of thriving. It's such a different speed for me. Um, so it, it's pretty amazing. So really, I, I'm trying to learn to relax, which is not in my DNA. It's not a normal um, response. I've always been on 10. Um, so I want to relax more. I want to enjoy the people and the relationships um, in my life. And I want to learn how to have fun. I think as, with my background, with childhood, you know, traumatic um, experiences, there's not a lot of fun being had at home. Um, you're always just surviving and stressed out and worried and concerned. I think that's why I didn't do really well in school is because I wasn't, I was surviving. I wasn't, um, the things I was learning at school weren't relevant to my survival. And so I wasn't really able to, to thrive in school. Um, but yeah, I want to learn to take things less serious. I want to have fun. I want to enjoy all these amazing gifts that God's given me. That's great. What is, uh, what's one thing that you want the listeners here to remember about you or about your message, about what, what you're trying to gift the world personally at this point in your life through your experiences? there's hope um, and to see hope in my story um, and that you know as soon as we look to God to, to help our situation he, he fills us with hope and he, he fills us with possibilities um, and doors opening and um, as soon as we as we um, just give our you know our attention to him and um, for the kids, um, you know, I don't, I, I don't want it. I don't want them to um, define themselves by by their childhood experiences, by their parents' choices and their lifestyles, and uh, the environment they grew up in can really um, just fill them with a lot of shame, and it can really become um, their def the, the way they define themselves as an adult and. You know, don't let your poverty, your your abuse, your neglect um, determine your future. Those were your parents' choices. You, you know, God has, um, God's made you new, and he has a good future for you. Um, I don't know, I wish I could really get that across better, but that's what's coming right now. Yeah, no, that's really good. At what point did you realize that for yourself you think you talked about um choosing jesus being born again and i mean when when did you make that choice for yourself and um you know when did you realize those things that you just shared um to uh to to accomplish what you did because your mindset had to change first right so yeah absolutely i was um so the kids were little i um i was 22-ish um, something like that. I uh, my mother-in-law um, invited uh, me up to a Joyce Meyer conference. Um, I had the two little kids. I was I was a mess. 
Um, and I, they, they did that, you know, the sinner's prayer and such, and I wasn't going to stand up. I, I thought I was good, um, and my legs stood me up that day, and I gave my life to God. Uh, and I walked out of that place a new woman. I was completely, I remember, and I have no idea how I knew this at the time, but I was so immature. I knew that the, genera- the generational curses that were on me um, and the addictions um, were no longer, were no longer um, binding on me. And I, I, it felt like I was, I was a slave before that point. I was in Egypt. I, I didn't have a voice or a choice, but when I gave my life to God, it was like he brought me out of slavery, and he freed me now to be able to make my own decisions. Um, that that was that's powerful. That changed my life. I mean, it changed my life. That's amazing. Yeah. That's a strong way to end this one. Yeah. Thanks, April. All right. Uh, Thanks for having me, Dan. Oh, for sure. And I wish everybody has that experience. I mean, that that's just an incredible turnaround. And I hope, I'm sure, I know this 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 your message, your story is going to encourage so many people. And yeah. I hope we just keep sharing it and, and just keep being yeah. April. That's super legit. That's all I know, man. <laughs> um, for I sure. Know. That's right. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much for being with us, and we'll catch you all next time. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye.